Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, our newest show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds. R&B, rap, jazz, neo-soul, rock, gospel, or any random genre you can think of. Turn It Up is here to feature and help independent artists to give you the opportunity to be heard on live radio all over the world to help share your music across the globe and take your talents to the next level by showcasing new music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks to help make your tracks stand out like the pros and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So stop procrastinating. Get your demo together and get ready to turn it up. If you're listening live on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page, this is your chance to call in live. So give us a call, 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can tweet your questions or comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. And give the last four digits of your phone number, and I'll be sure to punch you in when I see you on the switchboard. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we've got a great show for you tonight. We'll be right back after this.
R&B singer Miriam has taken the stage opening for acts such as India Ari, Jill Scott, and Boys to Men. Her debut video, Road of Peace, has aired on BET Jazz and BET Gospel. From Aretha Franklin to Will Downing, Miriam has shared the stage with some of the biggest names in the business. Miriam also hit the big screen portraying the role of background singer for Etta James' Beyonce Knowles in the feature film Cadillac Records. Miriam headlined at the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in a concert for breast cancer survivors, and she also toured as Peaches, one half of the classic R&B duo Peaches and Herb, appearing most notably in several pledge drives for PBS broadcasting. Miriam founded the nonprofit organization, the Edith P. Wright Breast Cancer Foundation, Incorporated, whose mission is to provide support services to families facing breast cancer, as well as to provide education and screening to underserved communities. Miriam's musical repertoire includes three CDs. Her first release, entitled Miriam Live at Blues Alley, was recorded in an effort to promote breast cancer awareness, as well as celebrate the music of the late R&B singer, Minnie Riperton. The CD includes a breathtaking rendition of Ms. Ripperton's classic song, Loving You. Miriam is a member of Ebenezer AME Church, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, National Association of Black Female Executives in Music and Entertainment, Washington Area Music Association, and Songwriters Association of Washington. Miriam Wright, welcome to Turn It Up. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to share the evening with you guys. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, You know, you've got quite a history. You've been in the business for some time. So why don't you start us off by just telling us a little bit about um, your journey. And, um, you know, when you get up to a certain point, I think I'll just jump in and uh, start picking through the pieces. Okay. Sounds great. Good evening, everyone. Um, A journey. It has been a beautiful musical journey. Um, hit the stage for the first time as a professional four-year-old wow. <laughs> at Stratford Landing in Alexandria, Virginia, for my very first wow. talent show. Mm. Um, from then, I grew to sing in some of the local clubs in the area, in the Washington, D.C. area, really singing publicly uh, at the Quonset. When I was 14, oh. when I was a part of a girl group, shout out to the Quonset, now the legend. <laughs> <laughs> and from there I went, um, I sang through school, went to college, sang there, and um, I've been singing ever since. So I've had the opportunity to sing around the world, and I'm excited to be able to sing at Bethesda Blues and Jazz this October 1st. Yeah, that's awesome. So you've been in the business for quite some time. Um, that's the hardest thing, I think, is longevity in this business to be able to be able to stay you know in the business regardless of which direction the career is going uh, tell us a little bit about how that's um you know how that's been for you and how you've been able to sort of maintain and stay within this industry well i take very seriously uh the gift that god gave me um and in doing so and taking that and handling the gift, um, I, I have been blessed to work with some of the best musicians in the area. And when you're doing something that you love with people who love what they're doing, 
you it makes it easy it makes it easy to stay to keep going um and you kind of share the journey with each other and you share experiences mm-hmm. and you call mm-hmm. each other when something's needed and vice versa so, um that's pretty much how I've been able to to maintain it's one person tells another person tells another person and we keep it moving right right so how did you get connected with the movie um Cadillac Records um, one of my very dear friends, um, he's actually a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. His sister is a casting director, and she shared the vision for the movie, shared that there was an opening, and shared a train ticket, and I was <laughs> gone to New Jersey. So it really worked out that uh, that easily, but I, I met them probably Ten years prior to this opportunity, and uh, you know there is something to just kind of having faith and waiting, and that's what I did. And we went, had a great time. It was wonderful to watch um, all of the persons on set, and it was a great experience. Yeah, and and that's very important. And being versatile, I think too, you have to always be willing to learn something from mm-hmm. everything that's thrown at you. Not necessarily deliver your talent all the time, but be aware that there's something else that you can pick up. That the blessing is multifaceted, and you ought to just grab everything you can from every opportunity that comes your way. I totally agree. Yeah. So you've worked with some greats like uh, Aretha Franklin and um, Will Downing, who's well-established in the industry. And one of some of the things you've learned from actually working with them and their work and understanding and studying their work ethic and, you know. Um, I, one of the biggest things I learned was to stay humble and, and respect the gift and respect each other. So, you know, when you just watching everyone from Aretha to Will to Jill Scott, one thing, they all enjoyed what they did. When they hit that stage, you could see the respect and feel the energy and see the joy and the connection between them and the audience. And um, that's not something that is just a given. Um, but to be able to actually get on stage and let yourself go and share yourself is such a vulnerable space. But to be able to do it and do it well, mm. um, it's uh, it's it's a it's a blessing. Wow! So, I've talked to a number of people, but I've never heard it uh, actually uh, stated that way before. Share yourself as opposed to performing, and I've heard people talk passionately about their performance and what they like to give to their audience. But you just said share yourself. Yeah, that's. But when I'm finished singing, I am spent, and it mm. is the best feeling in the world because I know that I did what I was supposed to do. I yielded. I allowed God to use me as only he could, and I just tried to sit back and enjoy the ride while it was happening. But <laughs> it's, it's definitely an emotional roller coaster, but we have so much fun doing it, and there's no place in the world I'd rather be than on a stage sharing the gift. Did you always know that that's what you wanted to do, that you wanted to you know, make this your profession? I did. I always wow. knew. Um, I did go to school and obtain a degree in accounting, um, and that helped shape my philanthropic um, perspective, um, recognizing that sharing the gift is not only your voice for singing, 
but sharing your gift, your voice for helping people and encouraging people. And um, that's how I actually started my Breast Cancer Foundation in honor of my mom. Mm. Uh, it, it, it transformed my life, that structure, that discipline um, and accounting, believe it or not, taught me that um, there's more, there's so much more to life. And my tagline for me is I'm more than just a woman with a voice. There's a lot of work for all of us to do, and one person can change another person's destiny. So we all have a whole lot to, a lo- whole lot of work to do, Mike. So we got mm-hmm. to do Yeah, absolutely. Right, and in whatever way we can. Um, yep. Yeah, that, that's very interesting because that's something – I mean, how did you realize that, you know, your position and your voice could also – help in other areas what what really keyed you into that 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 could be a factor um you know just in in passing and speaking with people and seeing how there's a whole lot of people who are flying with broken wings and -hmm. just a little bit of encouragement a nice word that went a long way and i saw that the more there was positivity spoken the more persons responded in kind Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that I don't know exactly when, I guess sometime in my young adult years, um, but I'm sure glad I found it out because it's a beautiful space to be in, and it's so easy to do something nice. Um, so, you know, we just try to live in that stance. Yeah, and um, you actually, um, I guess that's, I haven't had a chance to hear this one track yet, We Must Find a Cure, so I guess that's <laughs> what, yeah, tell us a little bit about that, and we'll we'll go ahead and start off with it. Okay. Um, I wrote that song in 1998. Uh, I lost my mom to breast cancer in 1982 when I was 10, and mm. she was 39 years young. And um, for me, my life has been filled with trying to live in that light, the light of her life, mm. uh, remembering her voice. She was a singer remembering her smile, remembering how she touched people from the eyes of a 10-year-old. And I sat down one day, October 3rd, before I had a show. I had a show the next day, and I wanted there to be a very special song, and I hadn't found it. And God blessed me with a pen and paper and, 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 and allowed me to write it. So the song is called We Must Find a Cure, and uh, even though I wrote that in '98. It still is something that we're struggling to find today, so we'll keep singing it until it's found, a cure is found. Wow. All right, here we are, Miriam, on Turn It Up with We Must Find a Cure. I am singing the song for you. I am singing the song to face 
this pain for battle Only to end up with loved ones mourning and down What can be done to save these precious lives affected? The time has come for us to make a change My mother Your That's a struggle that I've been through as well uh, with family members, and I've been a caregiver, so yeah, it's heavy. And um, yeah, uh, but for a ten-year-old, that must have been really, really something. I mean, yeah, at thirty-nine, that is really, really young. That is really young. Yeah, and in eighty-two, breast cancer was not um, as familiar as it is now as far as medical practices and the advances that they've made, let me say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, there was a lot of, um, not that it's any better today, but the the medical advances are, are getting better. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we're grateful for that, but we still have to find a cure. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you... You have a foundation as well. Um, I I did want to give you an opportunity to talk about that, so I wanted to go ahead and um, do that now because we're sort of in that, um, you know, subject matter now. Um, Talk about your nonprofit and its outreach and what it does for the community that it serves. 
Okay. Well, our Breast Cancer Foundation is named after my mom. It's the Edith P. Wright Breast Cancer Foundation, Incorporated. We are a Maryland-based 501c3. We're all volunteer, and our mission is to provide support services to families facing breast cancer. And that mission came because as the children of um, a beautiful woman who passed away so young, there were things that we didn't even realize that we needed that would have assisted us in our journey, um, the journey of healing um, and just understanding. Um, so from that, this was birthed. We um, have a three-pronged approach where we serve, we educate, and we celebrate. Uh, we serve by providing direct services to persons who are dealing with breast cancer, services such as house cleaning, grocery services, things of that nature. Uh, we provide education through health fairs and breast examination demonstrations, information dissemination. And lastly, we celebrate. We always party with a purpose, and um, by that there are so many people who, as you said, are caregivers, um, not just the persons who are dealing with breast cancer and the survivors, but their support system who are, I call them unsung heroes, and we celebrate those people who have been on the journey fighting, um, working, uh, serving by um, our EPW or through our EPW awards. And uh, we just give awards to try to keep people encouraged and um, keep them pressing towards the mark. Um, so we, we do quite a bit of work in the community. Every month we're at Howard University Cancer Center serving mm. continental breakfast to uninsured women who are getting mammograms. Uh, we do an annual toy run at Toys R Us every second Saturday in December for children who have lost a parent to breast cancer. And, again, our volunteer uh, group, they're called Edie's Angels. So oh. <laughs> we assist by accompany people to their chemo appointments mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So we just try to work to bridge the gap between sickness and health. So yeah. we're excited to do that, and, you know, we're excited to, to serve. Oh, that's great. Well, That was a mouthful, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had you know, to get I'm it like, out. I think I'm impressed. Y'all do a lot, huh? <laughs> but that is yeah, what well, we do, uh, and we love, love, love doing it. Yeah, yeah, and it's important because a lot of um, nonprofits will try to reach out, but without the real experience, you don't know what people really want and really need. And a lot of times you, you will see big efforts on things that aren't so important to a person, but those small things, just accompanying someone to mm -hmm. and things like that, that's really big. Because I've, I've seen that a lot. I've seen people yeah. by themselves, and it's mm -hmm. heartbreaking to see that, you know, to see someone going through something that challenging on their own without, um, not to say that, you know, they don't have support when they're away from that particular visit, but it's just difficult because people really don't know how to, they don't know how to segment out their time in the right, right. way to, to provide that support because it's such a difficult thing. You know, they feel as if I do it this time, will I have to do it again next time? I, I really can't do it every time. And, you know, people just really don't know how to to give um, and, and and unless you're really attached to someone, that you really can't be what they need. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, so, there's enough to go around for everyone to serve. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the persons that we serve, um, they're just like, you know, sitting in the house or um, it, people find that when they're sick, people are afraid that, you know, it's like they're so fragile. Um, that's a lot of the the comment that we've gotten. People think I'm so fragile, but I promise you I won't break. I'm not contagious. I just I like company just like you like company. So that's really how we got started because someone said, hey, you know, I, my voice hasn't changed. Please just talk to me on the phone. I was feeling some trepidation and, um, you know, just some uneasiness about, you know, am I going to talk about the big C? And I, I'm, I'm not a cancer survivor. How can I really help? I realized just by talking to them like I would normally talk to them, it helped. It helped a whole lot. So we can do so much more than we think that we can. Um, So I encourage everyone to just try. All right. All right. And um, next up, we're going to hear a little bit more of your versatility with um, Rocking and Swaying. Tell us a little bit about this track. Um, This is from my sophomore effort and I had the opportunity to write all the songs on this CD. Um, it's a fun track, and I hope everybody enjoys it. I hope it makes you rock. I hope it makes you sway. <laughs> <laughs>
Nice, nice, nice. I <laughs> like you. that. So tell us a little bit about what we can expect from your performance coming up at the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club. Um, well, we're going to do two sets of uh, music. I will have a couple of friends joining me. I will have the opportunity uh, to play with Mr. Glenn Douglas. He's my music director. Um, some of my other friends on uh, drums, keys. And uh, right after intermission, we are going to have our EPW Awards, our fifth annual EPW Awards, where we will be presenting awards to two cancer survivors and the doctoral team at Howard University Cancer Center. Mm. And um, then we're going to come and just sing you out and just sing you silly. So we're going to do some of the songs that you've heard And one of my favorite songs in the whole wide world Which is Loving You by the late great Miss Minnie Riperton Um, Not sure if you know, but she too passed at a very early age from breast cancer She was 31 But in her 31 years, she made a tremendous impact on the world To the point where 1977 President Carter awarded her with the award from the American Cancer Society. So her life in 31 years, I'm still trying to catch up with. So um, we're excited to be able to share some songs that I've written and some songs that are my favorites. We'll be doing some Etta James and some stuff from Porgy and Bess, and we're just going to have a good time while eating the food there is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is very good. Um, I generally don't like to eat when I'm out, and, you know, I know I have to do a lot of talking, but mm-hmm. I could not stop eating. The um, The dish I had was just amazing. It was pretty simple, yeah. but it was very delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that that is a plus. Um, and this, I think it's, what was it, uh, $8 million or $11 million renovation Recently, that the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club has gone through, it is an amazing venue. It's really coming up. It really is, and it's um, it took vision for someone to take a an old mu- movie house and turn it into this beautiful supper club. So kudos to Rick and the team at Bethesda Blues and Jazz um, for making it such um, an alive venue. Uh, the first time I hit the stage was last August. I had the pleasure of singing with Avon Lucas, and he is the one of the baddest bass players I've ever met. I had the mm. opportunity to work with him with Peaches and Herb. And when I hit that stage, there was life coming from every board on that stage, and every seat in the house was filled, and I felt like I was singing to the person in the back of the house. So they've done a tremendous job with the renovations, and there won't be a disappointed person no matter where they're sitting. So we invite you out October 1st. Absolutely. Uh, I, I may try to get out there myself. Um, we have, uh, wait, wait, wait. Are you, you're not in the front row? We've got to get you out, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like I came your all the way here there thinking you, you were already signed up. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm definitely trying to get out there again. Uh, the first time I was not able to attend with my wife, and I told her all about it. And I, I told her we really need to um, to go there, you know, and um, check it out, and it may be our new spot. It's just far enough away from all the action downtown. Yeah, and uh, the great thing about it is there's 
easy parking. Mm-hmm. It's not suggested, and um, yeah. it's it's not that far out. It's in Bethesda, so it's a great venue. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. Yeah, and even though I'm a big fan as well of um, Booze Alley because you're right up front and center mm-hmm. <laughs> with the artist. Um, you're not that far away from the artist at this venue as well, and they did a really good job um, in the way they have provided, you know, the tables and the seating and all of that. So it's definitely a really, really nice place. And considering it's just starting out, I think it's going to be one of the top spots in the city very soon. I agree with you. And I always describe it, um, I've had the opportunity to sing at Blues Alley three or four times now, and that also just has life in that space with the history and all of the greats. I mean, thinking that Phyllis Hyman was on the same stage is just mind-blowing for me. But Bethesda Blues takes it, and it's kind of a cross between Blues Alley and the Birchmere. Um, Mm. Those are three of my favorite locations. Um, It's definitely worth a visit, and uh, if anyone can come out October 1st, it will definitely be worth your time. Well, the next track we have, um, and we're still waiting for the other one to upload. I hope it makes it before the show is over. But, oh, me um, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, is Wannabe. So tell us a little bit about this track. Um, a very dear friend of mine, Mr. Lenny Harris, whom I also met when I was touring with Peaches and Herb. He is a tremendous saxophone player, a businessman extraordinaire. He invited me to join him and his group on this track uh, called Wannabe. And um, there was something intoxicating about it, and I am honored to have been able to put my vocals to this track and work with such wonderful musicians. So I hope you enjoy it. Okay. Here it is, uh, Miriam with Wannabe.
Thank、you
talked about this, but you have quite a range. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> it depends. It depends. <laughs> I told you I have fun with the gift. <laughs> you yeah. never know what you're going to get. What I found um, as a vocalist, uh, once you're booked for a gig, whether you're sick or you have a cold or whatever, the show must go on. And in that space, um, I found a range. So um, it's an exciting thing. And, and with each song I sing, each note that I sing, I discover something new. And I love that about music. Mm. Wow. How how long have you had a handle on your voice, you know? I mean, you find a lot of um, artists, you know, they find their voice at a certain period and then from there they sort of mature and then they become that um, consummate artist. When did you find your voice? Um, it was probably my mid-20s, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been singing Loving You, Black Butterfly by uh, Denise Williams. Oh, wow. It first came out. Those songs I've sung, I sang it very early in my life, Mm -hmm. Um, but I found a new meaning and a new way to sing it in my early 20s because there was something, um, I became aware of myself in a different way, and it made singing them all the more enjoyable. So loving you, I sing it every time like it's the first time I've sung it um, because of the freedom that I discovered in my early 20s. And Lord knows when I discovered it then, you can't stop me now. So it's just rolling, (laughs) rolling, rolling. Right, right. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. Wow. So what's next in your career? Where do you see yourself in the next few years um, as you try to, you know, continue to step up your game? Um, Well, I I am a lover of writing So um, I'm going to continue writing songs, of course. I'm going to continue singing and performing. I'm going to continue building our Breast Cancer Foundation because the need is great and the vision that God has given um, has been written and it will come to pass. I'm also diving into um, writing screenplays. So I'm looking at uh, releasing a documentary in the spring so uh, I love the arts. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing my teaching experience with younger persons. Um, actually, on October 1st, I will have the stage shared with me uh, by a budding guitarist. His name is Jordan Howes, and he's going to uh, play Loving You with me. So I like to share the stage whenever I have an opportunity with young persons so that they can get a taste of it as well. You know, I don't I'm, I'm it's not just for me, it's for us all. So I'm looking forward to doing more of that in the future as well. Oh, that's great. And um what would this um new project be about? It's actually a documentary uh about persons who are on the journey of breast cancer. So they're telling their stories. We're actually going to release a, st- a sneak peek on October 1st. Oh, okay. Uh, it introduces the awards for the evening, and we're very, very excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, again, in serving 
people, their stories are just so beautiful. And if they're willing to share, I'm willing to document it. So, um, and we have a good time. We laugh, we cry, we sing, you know, we do so many things. We go to the beach and we just record life's journey. Mm. Something I think is inspirational for every single person. It just shifts your perspective. So um, I know it's shifted mine. So that is, uh, I'm really excited about that. Uh, It's called our Breast Cancer Time Capsule. And uh, I can't wait to to give a sneak peek on the first. Oh, that's great. We're looking forward to that as well. Is that something that will be published on YouTube or how are you? It will be on all of the social medias, and we're also looking for um, a movie house to show it in. So we're working on that partnership as well. We will definitely let you know uh, when the screening will be and uh, who our official partner is, and prayerfully we'll be able to have you in the house. Absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to that and um, finding out more, too, about your organization and your outreach. So um, whenever you have something going on, please, you know, let me know. Keep me in the loop. Um, I probably won't be able to make it to everything, but I definitely want to um, get out there and show support and um, do what I can within my own um, following to support you guys as well. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, having us on the show today, and I always I speak in us's and we's. I know it's just me. I'm sitting here listening to myself like, what are you, us? We, but we are one in the foundation. And um, one thing I'd love to share uh, is our website. We're at www.epwfoundation.org. Um, okay. If anyone needs a free mammogram, they can send us. Uh, an email, and we can make that happen. If you need any of our services, we um, look forward to serving. And if there's something that you need that we don't offer, we will do our best to connect you with some of our partners uh, who are also assisting on the journey. So. Wow. Yeah, my associate producer has just told me that uh, we've got uh, 10 people who have uh, clicked on your Facebook page already. Oh wow! Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. You got yeah, and, social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even this show, the power of our show, believe it or not, is not in the live broadcast, but in the the on-demand listening wow. audience. Yeah. Okay. And, um, people listen to this thing over and over and over again. Um, some of the shows that we've had, we've had as many as six thousand downloads um, after wow. the fact. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I thank you and appreciate all the work that you're doing and for giving us artists an opportunity to share our journey. Um, so thank you and kudos for the work that you and your team are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And I think it's important, too. Um, and the, the main reason that Turn It Up exists is so that um, people like yourself that have been in this industry for a while can can give people a a peek into a window of what it's really like to survive in the business and what it, you know, because everyone is, you know, they're so impressed by the hype and what they mm-hmm. see and as success. And they, they really miss out what real success is and what real longevity is in this business. So we just try to have artists on like yourself from time to time that really helps to keep people focused and understand because, um, you know, a lot of folks are now are in this industry for the wrong reasons. It's not for the love of music. It's for the love of 
themselves and for the love of the attention that they think that they can get. The music is just a vehicle. And uh, I think it's important when people really have found their gift and, and they love what they do and they would do it whether or not they were paid to or not. Yeah. Those are the folks we need to hear from. We need to focus on the art and and really see it for what it is. Yeah. Focus on the art. I love that. Um, it does have a tendency to get lost with this click-button social media society. Uh, I wanted to say microwave, but that's such an overused term, so I made up click-button, which isn't as <laughs> fluid or hot. So let's just go back. Microwave society. <laughs> hashtag by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there is something um, with the art. Uh, just the lyrics. Stevie Wonder writes, he's in such an incredible, inspirational writer, um, mm-hmm. singer, producer, musician. All, of course, we all know that, but music is, it's just, uh, it just takes my breath away. So, and and seeing how people respond, it just, there's not a feeling like it. So I'm grateful when a check comes and a check clears, um, but just <laughs> as quickly as it comes, clears, it goes. The feeling that I get when I see someone respond to a note that I've sung stays with me forever, and it refuels me each and every time, and I think about the faces. I think about the people that I'm serving, and it refuels me every single time I go on that stage. Wow. And just hearing you and your passion, um, even though we've heard that you definitely have a voice in the talent, just knowing that someone wants people to be impacted so much by their music makes you just want to, to experience that. It makes you want to get out there and, you know, feel exactly what it is you're talking about and what you're trying to give to your audience when you perform. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um ready to go. Um, and uh, tell us again about the date and time for your next performance, the one coming up at Bethesda Blues and Jazz. We will be there October 1st at 8 o'clock. The show is dubbed Miriam Turns Bethesda Blues and Jazz Pink for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We are celebrating survivors on October First at 8 o'clock, and we are excited to do so. We also will have special guest host, Ms. Taylor um, Thomas with us, and we are super, super excited to have her. She is radio personality, a radio personality from WHUR, and mm-hmm. she is a beautiful person, so she'll be sharing the evening with us, and we have a couple more surprises, so we hope that you can come out pressure way. The weather's supposed to be fabulous, so you really have no excuse. Parking is free, and we will be there. Awesome, awesome, and hopefully I will be there as well. I really have to check the schedule, but I <laughs> definitely want to be there, and if I'm not at this one, I will definitely be at the next performance, but um, yeah, this is really, really good. So uh, I've been waiting for this track, and it's driving me crazy that it's just stuck. <laughs> it won't upload. Oh, no. This is why I try to get these things done ahead of time. But, yes. wow, what can I say? Um, I may be able to just um, get rid of something that I can do as a stretch and, and add it in later on. But uh, And it will 
at least be in the um, on-demand broadcast. We'll probably end the show with that. That's what we'll do. And uh, oh, make sure great. that we have that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's been a real joy and a real pleasure. And uh, as we were talking about before, I think you attend the same church as my mom and dad, which is awesome. I do. I do. Ebenezer African Methodist Episcopal Church with my pastors, Pastor Granger and Pastor Joanne. And your father, our pastors, talk about all the time. So it's a pleasure to to be up in the house. <laughs> where y'all are up in the house <laughs> Yeah, yeah And so many amazing talents have come out of that church yeah. as well So it's mm-hmm. it's just a magnet for talent And um, awesome people So, well, it, it was a pleasure having you on And um, we hope to hear from you again real soon And um, special thanks to Lenny Harris as well For hooking us up um, yes. He knows some great people uh, Lenny, keep them coming <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank well, you we, so much for having me, and um, I do hope you can get loving you up. But if you can't, loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Every day of my life is filled with loving you. Keep on turning it up with the measure, measure of truth. La, 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 la. Come out October first to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that was no, that was waiting for you. Did that on purpose. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to get awesome. it on, you gotta come out October first. <laughs> Thank All you so right. much for having me. Thank you. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Great plug. It was fun having you. We look forward to having you on again. All right. Take good care. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Well. We've come to the end of another great show. This is Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to Turn It Up on blogtalkradio.com. And special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman, and our associate producer, Dante Holton. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to Turn It Up. But here, before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.
right. That's right.